Welcome to episode 41 of Not Politically Correct. What is going down, everybody? It's the homie TS, a.k.a. C-Nova. You know I gotcha. A.k.a. Hank Hook, a.k.a. Mexican Raiden, a.k.a. E-T-E. And you can find me on Twitter at C-Nova, K-P-Z, or K-P-Z, for those who like the onomatopoeias. McCoy? Or Kelly, I'm an onomatopoeias on all girls. But It's your... There's Cody. Good job. Good job. I did you myself. Say, I got a penis. <laughs> Cody is on a is on a heightened sense of awareness today. His third eye is open. It's your boy, oh, Real McCoy, <laughs> aka Mister What It Do, aka Young Splash God, aka No Cap Charlie, aka Smooth Job Johnny, aka Hallway Jones, because your, your bitch, bitch might make me a ringtone. You can find me on Instagram and. Mostly on Twitter, to be quite honest, at Rue McCoy KPZ or Kuzz. Kuzz. Wait, Kuzz. That was Kuzz. Kuzz. There we go. Goddamn defibrillators. Right, exactly. You can also find me. You can also find me on Snapchat at Rue McCoy Rebel. Tell snaps. Cody. Cody, aka Brody, aka Ghost, aka Sammy Single. Series gone. Let's all switch to Android. <laughs> Somebody wanted to queue in. Cassini record. This is the loneliest number that you'll ever do. It's a new one. record and everything. <laughs> one is the loneliest number. <laughs> oh, man. All right. Um, Russ, the barman, a.k.a. <laughs> Blue fingers, really. Kid Universal, aka Teddy Russ, aka School Wars Q, aka Russ the Bus. What time he doesn't do it? Really? He was on air. <laughs> Reverse ADHD. DHHA. These are the break. DHDA. DHDA. You can find me. On Twitter, Snapchat, ECKZ underscore R-A-Y-D-E-T. And on IG, Candy Cupidity, C-A-N-D-I-D underscore C-U-P-I-D-I-T-Y. Also, just so you guys know, you can find us on our, at our Facebook group. You bitch. Yeah. <clears throat> at uh, Not Politically Correct Podcast. You can join that. You can like the page at NPC Podcast. It's another Facebook page. You bitch. Twitter yeah. at Not PC Podcast. You bitch. Uh, yeah. We are on SoundCloud. You bitch. We yeah. are on iTunes slash the podcast app. And now... We are on Google Play hey. and Spotify. Damn, straight up. And yeah. Spreaker. And Spreaker. Spotify is kind of like a... But here's but the thing is... Some of our episodes are on Spotify. <laughs> but, you may find us there, but not the whole thing. That's what I she said. will not pay for that. I feel it. You should not. <laughs> um, and so, you can if you go to any of those wonderful platforms, you can type in Not Politically Correct Podcast, and we will come up, and we will be great. Dope. So, um, Bleacher Report has made a uh, top 50 of all time. Because we just love doing these top 50 lists. Shout out Bleacher Report. <laughs> Shout out to those Togafs. Oh, I knew some of those names. <laughs> <laughs> Liberace. <laughs> so we got number one, Michael Jordan. 
I'm not mad at it. He's my favorite player, but I wouldn't put him number one personally. Because I mean, that's he, LeBron's spot. No, oh, he, yeah, he he wouldn't even put himself there. So I, I mean, because that's LeBron's spot. It's okay. <laughs> Every time we say toga, I want to say toga. Like I don't know why. I just think like Greek bodywear. LeBron is listed at number two, three. Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. That that's probably a good spot for him. Four, we got Magic Johnson, not bad spot. Five, Larry Bird, not bad. Six is Shaq. I I'd probably put him higher. Not by much, but at five. I mean, sorry, lower? So, you know, yeah. lower. Farther away from one. one. <laughs> <laughs> Number seven, Tim Duncan. Again, I feel like he's should be in the list, but farther away from number one than where he was currently at, ranked towards the differential spot of one. Said should be further away from the loneliest number that we ever knew. Uh, eight, Bill Russell. He should be a lot higher than fucking LeBron. Uh, Bill Russell. I'm sorry. Same with nine, Wilt Chamberlain. Bill Russell. What team did he play for, and when was he popping? I'm sorry. I, I've heard the name. I'm not gonna front. I'm not gonna front much. Like six know. rings, isn't it? Celtics. Damn. Celtics. I knew it was okay. I thought it was the Celtics. He was before Bird. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Like the decade before Bird type shit, right? I believe so. Okay, cool. It was like Kareem and stuff. I think. Yeah. Pretty much. Yeah. Well, I'm saying here. Um. Yeah. Then there's Wilt, and then number ten, Stephen Curry. Number ten of all t- of all awesome. time. Yeah. yeah. Well, what Can did he, he shoot this? This these. Decisions, this yeah. yeah. Well, Bleacher attributes or points or what is it? I don't know if it's like a bunch of them that all vote or if it's one it's guy in an office. some snot-nosed kid that made the list mm-hmm. that works for Bleacher. It says the the owner's son. Like, yeah. yeah, he doesn't even know who Bill Murray or Bill Russell is. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't know either. <laughs> hey, he helped beat right. the Monsters. So. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely should be in the top ten for that. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Say that in your top two. And <laughs> no, he got to have skills. Like, <laughs> <laughs> he gonna call. Yeah, Russell. <laughs> but yeah, with number ten, Steph Curry. Like he can shoot threes all day, but he's got zero defense. <laughs> I uh, none. <laughs> Did they mean to have Bill Russell on Space Jam and not Bill Murray? Did they get the wrong Bill? <laughs> he showed up to the audition and like. Uh, <laughs> You're not black. <laughs> I'm here. I'm here. They I'm were like, here. Is this a, <laughs> whatever, whatever. That is that could explain why you showed up super awkward in the movie. <laughs> or is she just awkward? Right. Uh, Eleven is Oscar Robertson. Twelve, David Robinson. David Robinson is twelve. Yeah. Thirteen, that one guy with good like blacks and rebounds. Akeem Olajuwon. <laughs> yeah, that one. Thank like you. Akeem I can't. What? I came. Elijah. You mean Bugs? Rapid. You should know how to say that. <laughs> All right. Uh. <laughs> oh, you're right. Play, play Thoracic Thorax. <laughs> Fourteen is uh, Kobe Bryant. I thought he was thirteen. Then when you said good blocks and rebounds, I was like, Kobe Bryant. Okay, I feel it. Or what's the other guy? Matumbo. The Kimbe. The Kimbe. He bet not be in the top twenty. Why? Fifteen is KD. Matumbo as a center. As do you guys do you guys think it's fair that they're putting active players in this list when we haven't seen their full career development to the end yet? Yes, you're right. I mean, it depends. Means... It depends on the on the on the 
on the player. Like, if it's like a rookie, then no, nah, I don't believe they True. should be. Yeah. But if they've done enough in their rookie season to warrant, okay, maybe this is person to be would, great, but they would still have to be very, very high on the list. I would say that if you're five years more or more into the game, you can go on this list. Um, I would also say that if you are if you are five years or more and you've done like what Russell said, like your, you know, accolades and things of that nature make sense, then yes. Like if you if you're if you broken record basically if you broken records, if you're if you're you know, if they're like rebound or point records or things of that nature and you're Or if you broke your ACL and and, and that tried too. to play for Brooklyn but with Kyrie. That too, that too. If you I feel like you broke broken records. Like if there's if there's scoring records or rebound records or stealing records and you have entered whether you're in, in rookie year or whatever, and you enter top three on one of these record lists, you can be in the discussion, I feel like. Does it make sense for you to so make the final list? It makes know. sense that KD's on there, but he probably shouldn't be 15. Right, I agree. Yeah. I give Six. him 25, 30. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah, I would yeah. do that. 16 is KG. I mean... Is Gary Payton on this list? Anything is possible. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Gary Payton? Dirk Nowitzki, 17. Jerry West, 18. Mm. He should be in the top five. You should do the top 20. We'll see. Carl uh, Malone with a K uh, is 20. <laughs> Not Carl Winslow. Not that guy. 21. Dwayne Wade. And then Julius Irving at 22. Again, yeah. he should be like Dr. J top for real? five. Right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> if, if you founded the religion of basketball, come yeah. on. <laughs> you think I would put Jordan in at number one, but he would still be in my top six, top seven. I don't know about Jerry West being top five though. Yeah, I don't know about that either. Maybe, maybe, maybe top ten, maybe. Well, three is in the top ten, so you know, if he's <laughs> your boy, James Hardine, Jimmy Hardine, <laughs> twenty-seven. I don't of all time. Of all time, I don't know about that. I'm not saying you got to have rings to be on this list, but come on. My dog. <laughs> Come on, my dog. But this Gary Payton doesn't have a ring, and I would. Carl well, Malone doesn't have a ring. Uh, Barkley doesn't have a ring. He should be on the list. But I wouldn't compare Barkley and Jimmy Hardine. CP 3s at twenty eight. Wait, really? Stockton's at twenty nine. Stockton What's should CP be a lot high. Stand for Chris Paul. Chris Paul. Okay, just the third. No, I'm just kidding. Huh? The third. <laughs> John Stockton should definitely be a lot higher on this list. Yeah, than Jimmy Hardine. He should be above. I feel like John Stockton may or may not be able to be above Stephen Curry. Is that debatable? He should. Clyde Drexler at 32. Jason Kidd at 33. Are they? When I'm looking at like who's next to each other on this list, is that really comparable? And then you got Kevin McHale. Uh, who the fuck is this guy? Yeah, I was like, who is Kevin McHale? Steve Nash at 35. Like... I'm not going to go through the whole list. I'll just stop at 98. But, like, <laughs> Russell Westbrook at 36. Steve, just, wait, does Steve Nash have a ring? He, has, he, he might with the Lakers, I think. He has shoes. I think he does. In 2011, he might have played with them. I think. Steve Nash? Yeah, no, wait. Maybe I'm thinking about Madden's. Nope, I don't know. <laughs> Steve Madden? <laughs> wrong sport and wrong person for shoes. Like. <laughs> oh. 
maybe try to post that list on the uh, group page or something like that. We'll see. But I think it's a pretty shitty list. You guys tell us who your top 173 <laughs> of anything is, because that makes sense. Bugs? No? <laughs> Bugs. <laughs> but <laughs> they did announce the uh, Super Bowl uh, halftime show. For more uh, fucked up story of the week, Shakira and J-Lo. <laughs> Speaking of music... <laughs> this is It's called a transition, bitch. <laughs> Wait. Alright. Speaking of music and uh things of that nature in relation to there uh is an infant the baby. Oh god, that guy. We we haven't heard enough. Okay, so I'm gonna I'm gonna start this off right away. I'm gonna I'm gonna start this off right right away by saying this: the baby Kevin Gates and Young and May dropped an album yesterday. I have not heard any of them. I plan on listening to them um, <coughs> this upcoming week, and I will review and we will talk about these albums because first of all, the baby said his album is gonna be like this generation's Carter Three. That's a that's a stretch, sir. That's a long stretch. That's what she said. But listen, Young and May, history in the making. Play on history, ooh, because she's a girl. Is she though? Uh, I know. Uh, listen, listen. I was, listen. My girlfriend was my girlfriend was letting me hear a freestyle from her the other day, and I said my exact words were, "Damn, he cold, bro." <laughs> right. I had to stop. I had to stop and go back. I'm like, I mean, I mean. Her, I meant sir. Her ass. I'm like, <laughs> I swear to God, I was sitting there geeking, like, dog, he cold as a bitch. And I was like, wait a minute. I meant, uh. But yeah, she definitely talks about putting her dick in somebody's soul. That's one rhyme that I know that she says. That so, kind of backs up my argument. Okay, go on. Uh, so, <laughs> she's a toe gap for sure. Um, yes, he is. Uh, <laughs> um, so, we're going to come back to that. I just want you guys to be aware that I'm a, I'm aware and I'm on top of it for you. You call her Stephanie. I call her Stephanie. Good job, Cody. Sounds like things like I would say. So, speaking Ooh. of... <laughs> Speaking of music, <laughs> oh, can you put your frosty in his mouth? Uh, speaking oh, of music, oh, I don't right. even want that anymore. All righty. So, that's <clears throat> uh, a toe gap. <laughs> this, we not, I'm not about to do this with y'all today again. And I'm not about to keep starting over. So listen, it's about to happen now. Uh, 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 crack. <laughs> the Beatles. The number seven. After that, zero. <laughs> Finger snaps. Right. Like, the number seven after that. In zero. addition to incense. <laughs> okay. Focus. Funny's out. Sixty-nine plus one. <laughs> Which seven. is the loneliest number you ever knew? Looking at. Okay. All right. All right. Right, fellas. All right, that's enough. That's enough. <laughs> I'm actually retiring from podcasting after this episode. So, if anyone should feel the need to start one with me, please let me know. You just said you're. 
Listen, I'm retired from this podcast. Back like I never left. Because <laughs> I didn't. Okay. <clears throat> the skip. <laughs> oh my God, no. I'm not about to do this, dog. I had this all planned out. It was perfect this morning when I actually rehearsed this. I rehearsed it. How'd you do it? You rehearsed the last week right. one like seven times while right. we were recording. Okay. Platform right. shoes. <laughs> Bell bottoms. <laughs> My grandma with, being born. <laughs> Niggas with afros. <laughs> okay. I heard of that band. <laughs> I approve. <laughs> She's like, that's a good joke. <laughs> okay. Usually it's with attitude. He's <laughs> 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 skipping in. That's hilarious. <laughs> well, why? Yes. NW attitude. NW attitude. Tables with attitude. Okay. Say it, TS. It, TS. Opening. What? Give me God. God damn it. I hate you. Battery 79%. Time 12.38. Look at that. Sprints. Black leather case. <laughs> Otter box. Otter box. <laughs> Otter. Otter boxy. All right. Go ahead, try and read. Otter box. <laughs> Dog. Why is this a thing? Why am I friends with you? Any of you? The scare of Y two K. One hundred six in Park. The war on terrorism. iPods and MP threes. Hurricane Katrina. From MySpace to Facebook, from Twitter to YouTube, Kobe and the Lakers, LeBron and the Cavaliers, from the Dark Knight to the MCU, Super Bowl nips, oh, Super Bowl nip <laughs> slips, not oh. just Super Bowl, comma, nip slips. They're going to say Nipsey Hussle, like, stop it, Nipsey. <laughs> yeah, he stopped uh, this year, actually. Okay. Oh, to Hipsters and Skinny Jeans, <laughs> Bin Laden and Al-Qaeda, misspelled, and the first black president who air quotes, K-Y-D. oh, God, wait. Strategery. Tackle with rule. Go ahead, finish it. The 2000s was a great time and a decade of growth. And where would we be without the soundtrack to our lives, which was also a Kid Cudi song from the, this decade? 2009. You see how you guys ruined that for me? Because that was supposed to be way more epic. He did it a lot better than I don't, I don't think you could have. <laughs> I get a pass. <laughs> I don't see you like the guy on the shirt. All right. Oh. No. Um. Okay, so seriously, it's Stevie Wonder. If you can't <laughs> see my shirt, um, it's so a lot of it's a lot of shit. I thought you were being serious. <laughs> a lot of shit happened in the two thousands. Most notably, music-wise, hip hop took over, became the best-selling music genre, and probably the most, arguably the most influential. If you weren't there for the, for the two thousands, one of the first and the most classic, the most classic album, Eminem. The Marshall Matters LP in May of 2000 came out, and Eminem continued that whole thing that he was doing, you know, like reigning over rap for another good mm, four, five years. Year, four to five years, solid. Because not only did he reign, but he introduced 50, 50 Cent, who ended up coming out selling like 800 something thousand copies first first week, and then again in the second week. Right, like shady some, aftermath. Was some ridiculous. unheard of type of shit. Rap just. G- G- Unit records. 
Yep. Shady Records. And then you have Jay-Z. 50 Cent was so big on a street level that Jay-Z went into the studio with people who were signing Rockefeller. I'm talking about Beans, uh, State Property. He walked in there and he was like, yo, like they're, they're recording. And he goes in and, you know, he's chopping it up with the fellas. He's like, yo, y'all get this shit done. So you can drop these albums because once 50 Cent drops, like people from New York knew what was about to happen. They said once 50 Cent drops, it's not going to be room for nobody to eat for a while. You're from Queens? Yes. 50 Cent was from Queens, yes. So you have the explosion of Eminem, which led to the explosion of 50 Cent and the Shady Aftermath kind of takeover. You also have people like Justin Timberlake and Britney Spears who come from the bubblegum pop era at the end of the 90s and they kind of like transition and swoop right in and start making... I wouldn't say Britney Spears made amazing music for me personally, but I, there's some shit like, oh, uh, like baby, baby. the slave. Oh, I thought that was for Christina. I'm a doom, doom, doom slave for you. That's definitely Britney Spears. I can't okay. deny. For real, produced it. But her, it's Britney, bitch. Exactly. <laughs> Justin Timberlake comes out of the woodworks with, with uh, what Future was Sex Love Sounds. Before that, though, what was the one that had Cry Me a River on it? Just, was that Justified? That, no, that was Future Sex Love Sounds. No, no, no. It was afraid it was his first album. Cry Me a River was on his first album. But I can't remember the what? name of the first really? album. Really? <sighs> Pretty sure. I am, I'm like, I'm, you know what? If I'm wrong, you might be wrong. Cause it was I just, released in 2002. Cry me a river. Yeah. So boom, first album. Huh, I was gonna say if I was what? gonna say if, I was gonna say if I'm wrong, somebody Justified. can smack me. But I really feel like I already got the yep. the most out of that. So. Justify, justify. Which I, see, I don't even need the internet for my smartness, man. I knew it. <laughs> I fucking knew we it. All corrected you at least once. Well, today's a new day, buddy, and your smartness is transferred to me. So smartness is transferred to me. What is Highlander? Which also was big in the '90s. Woo. We're talking about two thousand. Shit. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> yep. He has Cody smartness. <laughs> okay. S M R T. Stop S smart. Okay. Uh, another good. Another big thing that happened though in the two thousands. Outcast. They. I mean, they had tons of records. Miss um, Jackson and um, oh, what was the other one? So it's fresh, the, so clean. All the happened. whole world. The whole world. I mean, Outcast really equivalent. Really solidified themselves in 2000, but but they won album of the year at the Grammys in 2004, making it the second hip hop influenced album after the Miseducation of Lauryn Hill to win, and the first real rap categorized album because Lauryn Hill's album was categorized, the Miseducation was categorized as R&B when she won Best R&B and then Album of the Year that year. So Outkast really, really technically on a technical, we I mean we all know what Lauryn Hill is. She's a R&B singer and a rapper. So she kind of blurs the lines, but a rap album—the first one, first and only one to win—is Outkast. It happened in the 2000s. Great time, great time to be alive. We have things. It's the South taking over mm-hmm. for rap music. Ti, Ti, thank you, sir. Ti, Jeezy, Gucci Mane, and trap music. That that whole sound changed everything. I mean, you still hear influence of trap music. I mean, everything is kind of based oh. around trap music now. Soldier Boy. Soldier Boy definitely happened in the 2000s, yes. 07. <laughs> was that? 07 was uh, Superman. Crank Dead. Yeah, yeah, that's when that happened. Unfortunately. 3 6 became the first uh, rap group to win 
an Oscar, an Oscar for uh, Hard Out Here for a Pimp. Three Six Mafia. Yep. They became the first. Yeah, which is weird that people quote that people talk about this because here's my thing. Eminem did it as a solo rap artist in 02 or 03 from Eight Mile in 02. But when they talk, it's, it seems more, and I wonder if this is a race thing. It always seems when we talk about Three Six Mafia, like, but they did it. Like, they weren't first though. But I guess, I guess. But, in a sense, but was it for how? like the movie that he wanted for, or was it for the song? It was the song. It was the song. They both wanted for the yourself. song. Yeah, they both wanted an Oscar for the song. Um, but I guess, I guess, something about Three Six Mafia winning though. It's unorthodox, I would say. They, they are the first hip hop. They are the first group. Yes, they are the first. Ah, group. maybe that's what it they is. are. The first They're group. The first hip hop group, not yeah. solo artist. So okay, no, no last no Oscar for them. No Oscar for them. But that I think that was big and that was big because what that did though is that made three six. If you if you grew up in the nineties, you know three six mafia sipping on some scissors. You know who they are. Sipping on some scissors. Sipping on some sip. Oh, by the way, just really side note, quick side note. Um, second album I ever bought was Project Pat, which is he was uh, signed to. That's uh, Juicy J's brother and. Uh, member of the Hypnotized Mind Camp, which had Three Six Mafia, La Chat, Gangsta, all them, all them were part of that. And he released the second album of all. We had Chicken Heads on there, Mister Don't Play, Everything's Working, um, in '01. So that happened in 2000. It was amazing. Um, you have Snap Music, which came from Atlanta too. Again, the South just raining, dropping like, bomb, like bombs on the fucking rap game. Snap music really took over when I was in like high school and that shit was popping like them franchise boys and Fable yeah. and D4L, which I was listening to Fable uh, literally a week ago. Um, literally a week, like a week and a half, not a week ago, like a week and a half ago, I was listening to Fable, washing dishes and shit, just listening to uh, Scotty and that whole D4L album. And I was like, oh my God, they're such bad rappers, but these beats, like, <laughs> they're such, even some of the beats were goofy because they were snap beats, but like, you can just see, mm. Right, mm, mm, that's horrible. But like, whoever did the Scotty beat with the ew, ew, like there was some drags and shit. Like, it's some shit going on that beat. If you listen to that beat, I'm like, damn, this shit go like that. That that song is fucking fire. You know what else is in the south? Tallahassee. He's on the list. Good job, Cody. <laughs> T. Literally, what I say, what I say, literally, is T Pain emerged in the 2000s. Everything he touched was great. Everything. I, so what I have is I have some shit then I have the person's name and I have like you know hyphen or whatever and like what happened I just said T-Pain everything he touched if you were alive in the 2000s after between 2005 and 2010 mm-hmm. T-Pain was the go-to guy mm-hmm. T-Pain was the hook master T-Pain made some of the best you could right now uh, Joe Budden said this like I'm a couple years ago I'm you a drink I'm gonna take you home with me. I got money in the bag. Show you what you think about that. Buy me in the great Cadillac. We in the bed like ooh, 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 ooh. Akon. Akon, yes. Akon as well. Locked up. But here's here's the most important thing about Akon. He gave room to T Pain and another person on my list, Lady Gaga. People do not give Akon. Russell hates some shit. <laughs> <laughs> he, Akon, Akon, Akon found him. Akon uh, found uh, Lady Gaga. I want to say he originally originally was fucking with uh, French Montana, which is kind of fucking horrible to even admit. But 
I want to say it was one of the people that was first fucking with French Montana too. It was a lot of it was a lot of people that Akon discovered and kind of moved out. Interscope was about to listen to me, people. Interscope was about to drop Lady Gaga. Interscope, Jimmy Iovine gave Lady Gaga to Akon because Akon was like, yo, who is this? he was having a meet or something. He met with Jimmy Iovine and they were playing one of her shits in the background. And Akon was like, yo, who is this? And he was like, kind of like brushed her off, like ah, Lady Gaga, you could. He was like, I kind of fuck with this. He was like, well, you can have her if you want, cause he had a his imprint under under the interscope. But he was like, well, you can kind of have her if you want her. If you think you can do something with her, he moves out the way. Wow. He writes a few songs for her, and we get Lady Gaga from Akon, the dark skinned African motherfucker. So y'all, <laughs> listen, listen, man, listen, man, <laughs> listen, man. <laughs> Not to be confused with Trevor Noah. Exactly. Like, like, I'm trying to tell y'all. Or man. Michael Blackson. <laughs> y'all got to understand this, man. Akon is important. He gave us T-Pain and Lady Gaga. The he damn near need to go in the Hall of Fame just for that. Sheesh. Just for those two accomplishments alone. Like, sheesh. It, it, it always helps to have, like, someone in their positions to put you in the spotlight. Yeah. she went to Juilliard. And, and still wasn't popping. Right. So what does that tell you? Well, that she had the brains, but she didn't have the Jimmy Iveens. Or, or the Akons to write uh, the songs. Because he wrote the first, a couple of those first hits. I know he had writing credits on. Really? Like the, all that shit. She didn't write them shit by herself. And that shit appealed to fucking kids. It was pop radio friendly. And Akon helped put this shit together. You gonna give my nigga some goddamn credit at this point. We are going to give Akon his credit. Why I love Akon too is like, he. when's the last song he made? What year? Exactly. Ooh. Anyway, so going on, um, <laughs> but he is always doing stuff in. I think it's usually just Africa. Yeah, yeah. Like so, helping build communities. And, oh yeah, oh yeah. He's actually water giving a lot of a lot. He built schools and yeah. probably, like he's working on right now. I think it's a water system for some city. Like he he be there doing shit. He's doing like um, I have to look it up. But there's like a, a, a electricity or like a power project that he's doing to bring electricity and lights to a whole area like he is not playing games he took his american money and went right over there where it's like that dollar stretched to something else that dollar's like 10 over there whatever the fuck and it's like trying to change it so you got to respect like him for that too five cents a dick feed an african child right I'm gonna type, be so type full if i moved on exactly but let me get this whole hundred dollar bill i'm gonna feed niggas for ages oh, a bag of rice all right <laughs> yeah eat a whole lot um where is this rice Huh? Where is this rice? Well, rice is manufactured, so. Okay. Uh, manufactured in the sense of. As in it's not real? Rice is what? not Wait a minute. Huh? Yeah, white rice is manufactured. Brown rice is natural. But white rice is manufactured. Well, that's like. Is it plastic it's rice? It's like making. Yeah. No, it's like white rice. Well, he said it's so <laughs> Yeah, of course it is. Yeah, it's plastic. Wait, really? No, it's really manufactured. It's like really. That makes sense. I mean, you make white rice out of rice. It's kind of like there's no chocolate in white chocolate, but look at that. Okay, well, that concludes the music section. I thought you were just saying like we're going, oh, yeah, we're going to go on to world like. politics and issues. <laughs> there's plastic in your rice. It's plastic. You're eating a fucking pick and save bag at this point. I just want you to know. Um, okay, I'm gonna wrap this up pretty soon. Two more things we That's don't what she said. we don't talk about a lot of a lot of the uh, stepping songs are like the triumphs of R&B. Throughout the 2000s, uh, Usher. Anyone? Anyone? Mm-hmm. Anyone? An Usher fan? That man came through with um, what is, 
What's the not just not just Confessions, which we know was a smash hit, like a diamond album. Yeah. But also, what was the album right before that that had You Don't Have to Call and You Remember? 8701. Yeah, that shit was that shit was dope too. And it set him up. It's like that was his Carter 2. You feel me? Like Carter 2 set Wayne up to do Carter 3. 8701 or 02. I don't know what. Yeah. Justin Bieber, what's his Carter 4? Damn near. Justin Bieber happened in the 2000s. Chris Brown did too. Chris Brown. So a lot of R and B shit happened. Reverse. Usher came through and dropped the diamond. Rihanna emerged. Rihanna emerged, and then gave us an album a year. Yo, from think, from 08 from 08 until like 2012. And Beyonce started to do her solo thing. Yep, she left. Just, there was Destiny Child, Riding on the Walls, and all that shit. I believe that was in the 2002. Yeah, that was in the early 2000s. Boom. And now you got, and then from there you have Beyonce emerge. You know what, no, Writing on the Wall might have been 99, because I think we talked about this last time. But the point is... Which is close to the uh, 80s. Survivor, though. Oh, and when they did Soldier with Lil Wayne and T.I. and shit. Um, so, Beyonce emerged to be... Nelly. Becomes the queen of... Basically becomes the queen of pop, if you will, in the 2000 and, you know... Beyond. You didn't say yeah, Nelly. Beyond. Nelly? As we were talking about a couple weeks ago, man, Nelly, dude, we got to get credit... Fucking country grammar is one of the one of like five. I think there's about three to five diamond albums, rap albums, which in which Eminem Eminem has two of them. Eminem has two. Nelly has one. Fifty has one. Yo, Crunk Juice, Crunk Music. Period was invented in Little John happened again. Little. That was the moment my ear jumped. John happened in the two thousand. He brought and let me tell you what Little John did. He, he he created okay. He created crunk music. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he also on his through his rise of BME, he gave us you know Scrappy, it's decent at the time. Which Crime Mob, nephew of Scooby, Crime Mob like and Scrappy, they have some shit that is <laughs> nothing. You buck and shit like that is seem like cemented in to rap music as rap music classics, whether you want to believe it or not. But he did that. He brought, I don't want to say he brought back E-40. He gave E-40 a platform. E-40 was already called, already a platinum album. He gave E-40 some type of resurgence, though. Some type of, I, I don't want to say like E-40 was falling off or he was like. E-40 back. said he usually does everything underground. He only came to the top just because. But he Little, usually he does everything underground. He, and Lil John did that. Not only that, Lil John put brought Ice Cube back to the forefront for a little bit. Yeah. Ice Cube started. Ice Cube was able to come out right after the Lil John shit, around the time of Lil John shit. Also dropped his own album and shit. Laugh now, cry it. Like that whole he had a whole resur- Ice Cube from '88 had a whole resurgence in like 2005 and 06 because of Lil John. Mm-hmm. Come on, y'all. Come on, man. This man was like a decade removed. Mm-hmm. The like we were we were invested in seeing this nigga in movies at this point. Which we should. <laughs> Let's be real. Let's be real. And he came back like, oh no, I still rap. A decade and so removed because his best Ice Cube's best shit was like 90, 91 when he was dropping America's uh, Most Wanted mm-hmm. and uh, Death Certificate and the Predator, all that shit. Before ninety, like that shit was like n- before ninety five. This nigga comes oh five and oh six and is still cold with that shit. Was able to kind of like use some of that sound, some of that energy and that sound from what was going on in the crunk music and Lil John and come back. <sighs> Man. 
So much shit. So much shit. Mariah Carey returns after having a meltdown on TRL. With she's had we, we, a few meltdowns. With we belong together and the Emancipation of Mimi album, which put her back on top. Like it was a lot of like comebacks throughout like the two thousands. L O Cool J comes back for yet a third decade in a row with a hit. Don't call it a comeback. I've been here right. I've been here for years. They call me Big Ellie. What? Big month like that shit bang. Head sprung bang. I remember being in school dancing and doing that shit. Like hated that damn song. I wanted to hate it, but I every time I was like You congratulated it. Right. You appreciated it. And not to mention, Maxwell came back. Reemerges at the end of the decade with pretty wings. He like Neo Soul King came back comes back. Ludacris. Mr. Luda- West. Ludacris, Kanye. How, How the fuck do I get, forget Kanye? Thank you, TS. Which you're not the music guy. You're now the music guy. Thank you. Tomorrow we get his album. Right. Oh, also, God is king. God is Jesus is king. Yep, that's what I said. <laughs> Jesus is. Uh... Oh my God. Um, Alicia, Alicia Keys. How dare we? How dare we? What's wrong with us? It's too much. Too much. Too many great things happen in the Well, we did just say Jesus. Too many deep voices happen. Yeah. <laughs> hey, where the party at? There was, there was a, the couple years where a bunch of Lil Everybody was out for yep. whatever reason. Yeah. Lil Mo, Bow Wow, Kim. Yeah. Bow Wow, who was the other? Lil Kim, Romeo. Romeo. Lil Romeo. Lil Wayne was. Wayne. Yeah, all these little people were. Aaron Carter. Born. Yeah, like. <laughs> but Lady again, Lady Gaga. I just want to say something. It's like she helped transform music with like like a glam pop, like Andy Warhol esque music way, which remind me a lot of David Bowie. And I think she kind of played a little bit of that into that um, towards the end of. I always thought Madonna. Not, I don't think Madonna was as art. Madonna was in your face, a sex symbol esque. But I feel like what, and you you know Lady Gaga has a complete like offspring of that genre or of that that tree but i i feel like lady gaga was a lot more what's the word you ever seen like a like a war i'm going you ever seen like a war like an andy warhol painting like you know what i'm saying look at it and it's just something about it is not only abstract abstract but it pops there's something colorful about it. it's something that like madonna and her pointy boobs Okay. Again, again, I feel like Madonna was. (laughs) I feel like Madonna was definitely the mother of Gaga. We're not gonna take that away. I'm gonna take that away. However, Mm. I feel there's a lot more sprinkles of other shit like Bowie and Queen, and I feel like Lady Gaga did what Madonna did, but in a much more artistic way. If that makes any sense, It, it felt it felt more like a. It felt listening to Gaga felt like walking through an art exhibit for me. She would I would hear, but I also I'd see everything before seeing a music video. I could see like okay, it's so like paparazzi. I could see whether or not that I, I don't even know if that has a music video to it. If it has, I've never seen it. But whether or not there was a music, video, I could see like I could close my eyes and envision colors and what would would be like. And I, like even just listening to the lyrics and how shit would pop, I'm like this is like an art exhibit. Synesthesia. And I feel like Madonna, in your face, definitely in your face, definitely has some some shit that was like, she was the queen of, of, of that type of like radical, um, that radical different 
sound or like in your face uh, presentation. But I feel like Gaga took that, took that influence, of course, and spun it a little bit, added glam rock and some other shit in there, and fed it to us even better. A dress full of meat, yeah. A, a dress full of meat. Yeah. I'm not saying I'm not saying that she's not a child of Madonna. We do have to give credit to Madonna. She she opened the door and paved the way. Definitely. And the way music videos and things are done now are much different than they were in the '80s. Oh, absolutely. So she didn't have that technology absolutely I feel like I feel like it's like Michael Jackson and Chris Brown who we lost Michael Jackson compare them wait 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 I feel like it's like Michael Jackson and Chris Brown Michael Jackson is the king of pop there'll never be another Michael Jackson he set records he's like a god to us why not like Michael Jackson and Usher I always thought Usher and Chris Brown and then Michael Jackson and Prince. Those are very common comparables. What's he talking about as far as like the trickle down down effect? Because Michael Jackson, Usher, Chris Brown. Coming uh, to my And then like, uh, I would say who would be after. Jackie's looking ass. I don't know who would be after Chris Brown. Because like, what do you see coming up? That would be. I'm not Trey. I don't want to say Trey because they came out in the same era. Um, Right now. I don't know. Right now, I, I know it's uh, a good question, right? No, um, uh, <laughs> Miguel, Miguel, yeah, maybe, maybe. I wouldn't, and I wouldn't say because I would say that it's kind of branching with them because, like, Miguel is like the same, he's older than Chris Brown, yeah. I would say he was like maybe, but he didn't come after out after Usher, but he came out after before him. Chris Brown, as far as like he was in the background like, writing songs and shit for people, Anderson yeah. Pop, and who Anderson, Anderson Pop. I wouldn't compare in terms of music. Yeah, I'm talking about. I'm talking about the like a R&B dance kind of like. We'll see. Here's the thing about Ty Dolla Sign. Ty Dolla Sign's been out for years. We just didn't know it. He was Ty Dolla Sign was, was in immature with uh, Marcus Houston at one point. What? Yep. 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 Didn't know. Ty Dolla Sign's again originally was in immature with Marcus, Marcus Houston. He was the fourth member. Well, that's a fun fact. Um. But what else happened? What ha- what else happened in this decade? What else happened in this decade is um, we lost Michael Jackson. He dropped Inven- uh, Invincible in uh, two thousand one and had Butterflies and Rock My World, which was a great album. But we lost Michael Jackson in uh, the two thousands. So maybe we'll find him. Yeah, the two thousands, man. Music, music wise, uh, a lot of shit happened. There's a lot of good things. It was different from the seventies in the sense that it wasn't. It, 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 it moved it moved like I was thinking about this this morning it moved fast it moved in a tremendous pace of growth which is what we saw with computers which is what we saw with music which is what we saw with media everything moved fast and I feel like the 2000s had the best soundtrack for that because everything was like boom 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 it just everything you had snap music you had that shit for a year or two and you and then shit moved it progressed you know what I'm saying we had the hipster the, the hipster shit is trying to trickle into the 2010s but that sound and that shit from Kid Cut, you know, it was only new for about two years and then people were stealing it and then taking it and then doing something different with it. You know what I'm saying? Um, so The Black Album. The Black Album, yeah. 2003. You had the shit, you had the soul, the soulful shit, mm-hmm. which Kanye ushered in in 2001 on uh, the Blueprint and then he carried for the next few years. And But but after like three years, people were taking that and trying to do other shit with it. Royce. Royce. Royce came out in the 90s with him. He actually wrote some shit on the... Um, Probably 2001, but a lot of shit, man. Slaughterhouse, like a lot of shit happened in 2000s, man. So, okay, before we go, before we change music, I know we just spent a lot of time on the section. I apologize. Who is your top 2000 artist? Give me two, like we did last week. 
or like maybe the week. Kanye. Mm. I have to give two. Me too. Yeah. Um, K. Rock. <laughs> Who? Oh, Kanye West. Got it. Um, Jesus. How do? Can I see? I feel bad seeing that because it lasted for like two ish, kind of three years. Who? Cuddy. In the. Yeah, yeah. He had a, he had his first album dropped in '09, so yeah. he had he had a end of a year run type of shit. But the single uh, day and day and dropped in '08. Yeah, '08. So and he went on the freshman cover '09. So top of '09. So I would say Lincoln Park and Eminem. Lincoln Park actually was one of the first rock bands to. Them to release their whole first that. album as a single, and almost every single was on the Billboard's top 100 for a while. Really? Uh, yeah, I forget what record they set for that, but Hybrid Theory was one of the first rock albums to ever do that. Really? Yeah. I did not know that. It's funny because I hate Linkin Park, but that's an important fact. That is an important fact to what was going on in 2000, man. And you could definitely hear their influence because look at. They were able to do the the mashup album with Jay, so dope Which shit was whack. I just listened to that two weeks ago. Okay, mm-hmm. I feel it. Um, <clears throat> my top artist gotta be Kanye for sure. Kanye gotta be one. I almost forgot him. I'm fucking retarded. Con- You're welcome. Kanye. I would say Kanye <laughs> and Fifty Cent because. 50 had a solid five-year run from like 02 to 07 after the Curtis thing, in which he went head-to-head with Kanye. But the influence, first of all, how many fucking records he sold, how many people he put on, what he did in those five years, bananas. Also, the influence of 50 Cent gave us Schoolboy Q. Schoolboy Q said it. Gave us Young and May. Young and May's favorite rapper is 50 Cent. Eminem has said out his own mouth, and I listened. Me and we were listening to, to Get Rich or Die the other day, uh, driving back from St. Louis. Yo, that shit fucking fire, though. That shit, that nigga really do what? Really was rapping. He was really rapping his ass on low key. That's but okay. I say fifty and yay, because I feel like man, we you the G Unit movement was something that's strong, and I haven't seen it be like that. How strong G Unit was, I haven't seen it be like that since then. Our future had a quick year where everybody was our future, our future, but. The they the what Fifty Cent did with G Unit changed the game, dog. So I said Fifty Cent and Yay. Russ, I would also say Fifty Cent um, because it was just a, something about his cadence that was like, like whatever he was he was rapping on, he was like, dog, this it was yeah. good to ride to, yeah. it was good to listen to. Um, and then for my second artist, I would say Fall Out Boy. Oh, okay. Same city, it's a goddamn. Chicken, we're going down swinging, um, uh, dance, dance. Like it was a bunch of songs that came out during 2000 um, that was like Fallout heavy. You heard them like everywhere you went. Definitely. Hell yeah. Also, let's not forget Jimmy Class Heroes. I love them. Mm-hmm. Jimmy Class. T- yeah. Now that's my, that's my three. Dude, there was a class. bunch of awesome bands. My Chemical Romance. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Rock had. Rock had. I feel like Rock had his last. Great leg during the 2000s. Not to say that Rock is dead or anything like that, 
But I feel like they had some good shit happening too. Like System of a Down, one of my favorite mm-hmm. rock groups though. Like one of the favorite. Oh my god, uh, the Alien song from that like shit. I fucking love that shit, dude. I, a lot of good shit happened, rock wise, and I feel like that was Green Day, American Idiot album. Mm-hmm. You say no, Green Day and Weezer. <laughs> oh yeah, Weezer. Red Hot Chili Peppers. Did they do? They did some shit in the two thousand. Yeah. What did they do in two thousand? That was some shit. Some, some got shit. it. Okay, go. Uh, I'm gonna have to look up. I would thought. I would thought about them, but they I feel like they one song. They had the the music video with the treadmills. I forget how the. Yeah. Hell yeah. yeah. That shit was cold. I don't know, but I'm going to find out after this show. I think it's okay, go. I think that's what you're talking about. I think that's the name of the song. Oh, no. Their album's called Oh, No. We got some music shit to listen to after this pod. But, on the note of things being done in the 2000s, which was some shit. Wait, what came out in 2009? Wait, two thousand nine? No, it didn't. No, it didn't. California Cash came out in like ninety six, ninety seven. Maybe they re released it in two thousand. Remastered. Uh, and I, I actually, I, I actually think that was like might have been ninety eight. Yeah. California Cash. Maybe California is copyrighted two thousand six. I don't know, man. <laughs> I, I promise you, only based on. <laughs> Only based on my childhood, I know it didn't come out on that. Maybe they re- like remastered or re-released it or some shit, which they should probably have done for. So, uh, tell us, please, anybody, go to the Facebook uh, app. You can tweet me. I wish y'all would really tweet me if you have a Twitter um, about what your favorite 2000 artist was. Because I know if you're in our age range, this is this is your time to shine. All y'all, you might couldn't get with the 70s episode or whatever because you're a little you know wet behind the ears you're a little snot nosed brat you punk but this is your time to shine tell us who do you think the best artist was and all that shit 1993 i've been, been listening s- to music right exactly. tweet about me right. <laughs> it was 1999 it was californication boom by the way came out 2002 and stadium arcadium came out 2006 okay stadium arcadium is a good old. i heard that i heard that one i knew i was like california i wanted at first i said like 96, 97, like, nah. No, it was really close. It was around 2000 that it really blew up. Yeah. You had uh, Dream of California, you had Danny California that came out. Yeah. Under the Bridge. Yeah. Good times. Let us know. Yeah, not like 9-11. That wasn't a good time. Or Bush. Or Hurricane. Yeah, whatever. Speaking of things that people shouldn't like... Russell hates some shit. So, um, one thing. Who gives a breath? One thing I wanted to really get back to um, that we kind of used to do and we don't really right now is <clears throat> do the whole shout outs. Um, what? Shout outs. We? Is that this pod? What I did. What I used to do as far as like the uh, different yeah. um, uh, stores and, and, and things of that nature. Oh. Uh, it came to my attention that um, <laughs> I'd say shouting. Um, we do that every time. Um, the, the coffee makes you black. Yeah. Um, this, the there seems to be uh, a conspiracy oh. that the government 
especially the, the state, is really trying to get that building they're in. And so they started all that construction to kill their business. Damn. Seriously? Mm-hmm. Wow. So, Damn. a lot of um, black-owned businesses have started um, what they call Coffee Makes You Black Brunch to allow people to come and support the store and keep them in business. Um, they've been doing it on certain Saturdays and certain Sundays. Um, those of you who follow us and, and be on Facebook and be in the area. Charles. Um, <laughs> and Joseph. Um, <laughs> and um, Joseph. Yeah, Joe K. Hell yeah. Look, uh, be, be looking out for that. Um, I'll try and, and post them in the group when I find them and when I see them. Um, I thought it was an awesome community effort to try to keep a black-owned business who does great service, who has great business tendencies uh, for the people to come together and try to um, support them in this this crazy time, the whole construction thing. Um, if that's really why the, they started construction in that area, because they really blocked off the entire block to where you can't get to the, you can't park anywhere near the the, um, the, the store. So you can't get to the place and support them. Um, I think it's real fucked up and real just like our government to do so. Now, where's Coffee Make, make sure, I've been there once or twice. Where? I believe it's on, I want to say it's off Burline over there. Burline, like Burline I thought Fondelite. it was off of Dr. King. I thought it was in Burline and like that corner there. Um, I can look it up real quick. It's actually off the Tony. So 2803 North Tony. 2803 North Titonia. That's by center. Yeah. I thought it was on Burnley. Well, the Titonia and Locust. Okay, yeah. Two blocks south of Burnley. Yeah. yeah. Burnley is a 3,300 block. I'm so good at this game. <laughs> <laughs> so, I wanted to say shout outs personally to um, the Classic Shop um, and that shop S H O P P E. Um, because they've been working with the Bronzeville Collection, a collective, um, to kind of make those events happen and support them. They're both um, black-owned businesses. Um, Classic Shop just recently got their own store. Um, so I just wanted to send a shout-out to them uh, because I think it's just super dope for them to be pouring into another business like that. Yeah, man. that's And that's crazy. Like, why would... Uh, you know, I really hope for the love of black business that that's not a conspiracy and that's not what's happening mm-hmm. because it's, it's like coincidence you, right right because I'm like damn this can't never get ahead god damn like shit and they got some good shit that coffee makes you black they, mm-hmm. they food is fucking banging dog. and they're good people like if you want to hold um, uh, like meetings and things of that nature yep. they don't try to gouge you they actually try to um, um, work with you and, and, and get you catering and things for, for events and stuff like that right and the food is good, and the people who work there are stand-up people. So it was real, it was real terrible that they just all of a sudden started doing construction in that area, uh, and like deep construction, like the kind they need to do on some of these other streets. But you know how Milwaukee go. Um, so with that out of the way, uh, this week I, I was uh, privy to some some information. I watched a lot of Vlad TV, so. Um, he had Godfrey up there before was talking about um, Gilbert. Um, no, Godfrey, the, the, the black comedian. The black comedian. Ah, yeah. We're talking about um, different things that have happened um, as far as like um, legal issues with music, TV, and movies. So um, he had Godfrey up there when he was talking about um, when the, the Bill Cosby. Um, 
case was going on, when R. Kelly's case was going on, and then there's this new um, scandal with Paul Mooney that um, yeah. That Yo, I heard about. about that, bro. Yeah. If that's just true, bro. That's the thing, man. Paul What's Mooney, up man. with Paul Mooney? Basically, that he raped Richard Pryor's son. Uh, what? I yeah. Hate to see it. Who's Paul Mooney? Or hear it? A rapist? No, I don't. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> he was a writer for um, Richard Pryor when he was doing stand up and for different shows and things of that nature. Real outspoken on how he feels about race relations and stuff. And you stuff. ever seen uh, the, the Chappelle show? Yeah. Uh, Black Nigger, uh, Nigger Diamond or uh, Nigger Negro Diamonds? Yeah, Negro Diamonds. Mm-hmm. Negro Diamonds. Ask the Black Dude. That's, That's Paul Mooney. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um. <laughs> and so, with that coming out, uh, a lot of people were, you know, talking about the whole cancel movement and and canceling him and and like, Godfrey said something that was really interesting to me. It was like, you know, I understand catch these people, punish them. You know, for the crimes they've done, but at this point, what do you really want from him? You know what I mean? I mean, because right. he he doesn't tour anymore. He's got um, clear signs of dementia, so he's he's not even sure where he is most of the time. Um, <laughs> yeah. And and, Richard and it's like son. you know, it's 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 and it's they've gone after these these uh, these artists and these stars who are. <laughs> up in age and don't really have a leg to stand on for the most part as far as their health is concerned. Um, the thing that frustrated me about the Bill Cosby case was was not that he got caught. It was not that he, you know, they were coming after him and the things of that nature. But it was like, okay, you did this at a point where he was trying to buy a network for one, so that's a little suspicious. Uh, for yeah, two, yeah, he's no. been prominent in speaking about the things he would do in the after parties and things of that nature. When y'all should have went after him right then and there, you kind of just let him coast and laughed it off and, and things of that nature. Um, and then three, when he is really, honestly, not in his right mind. Have you seen the, the different court case stuff uh, where he's like making faces and, and doing all types of stuff? I'm like, there's got to be something wrong with him, and he needs treatment for that also. There was a lot of stuff that was just wrong with that. I mean, what, really, what's the statute of limitations on any of this stuff? For real. Right. But, I mean, you know, if they're, if they're guilty, I, I get it. You know, pay the price. Um, my thing is go after everybody then and and not just be spirit, you know, spirit fishing, basically. Um, What's going on with that man's Harry Weinstein? Is he in jail? He in jail, right? I think he's kind of dead. I thought it was no, Epstein. Epstein. You're thinking of Epstein. Oh, yeah. yeah. Epstein Sorry, wrong guy. Was <laughs> he said, Epstein died. Um I honestly don't know what's going on with Harvey Weinstein. It was up in the air. I, th- I thought they arrested him, and he was going to trial, and, and I don't remember what kind of happened after that. It's kind of like lost in other social media or other media right, right, okay. stories. Yeah, um, Damn, not Paul. Man, oh. I thought, you know when I came across the Paul Mooney thing? I really thought it was just some internet fodder. Like, I was just thought it was like the people just saying shit, but like, oh, <laughs> not. Then... Yeah. <laughs> hate to fucking see it. Right. Really hate to see it. Uh, can we just, uh, side note, mm-hmm. can we just stop touching children? Can we just, like, no, like, ser- fucking seriously, dude? Can y'all stop doing that? Can you stop being pedal? Like, can, I get it. I get it. Okay, let's take a moment. What do you get? Children. Yeah. Let's not. 
Yeah, let's not. What, no, what no, what no wait, 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 wait. Just wait a minute. I was about to say something about uh, humans and uh, human evolution and us just now living to a uh, hundred. We fight something out. Wait, just relax. Wait, like, relax. It's not toy are you? It's toy are us. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck, bro? No, I get it. Like, like that is that has to be a like a disorder to like children. Like it, it's some type of because listen. Before the 1900s, we weren't living past really 40, 50. And so you were getting married. We were having sex and getting married a lot earlier, a lot younger. And that shit was still going on in the 40s, 50s, and 60s and shit. Niggas was married. Alice Presley married his cousin was like 13. The way the human body is set up, it's clear that we can, we're set up to reproduce from an early age. We have to move past that at this point. We have to be able, like now lifespans are longer. Okay, we're we've evolved over the last 100, 150 years. We need to we need to start. <coughs> I, I get it that people can't seem to move. You don't want to detach yourself from science too much. People can't seem to move past that. But I feel like with the growth, but still, there's still the the, the, the law of consent. Like it, yeah, at a certain age for these things to to I guess be logically okay. Yeah, but I just worry that people are, like people are you know. I mean, you've got attracted. You, you know what I'm saying? You know, like, you've got the the whole group of people trying to pass or trying to get uh, pedophilia, ped, uh, pedophilia accepted as a preference. Um, and what the fuck? Like seriously? Right, exactly. Like no, <laughs> no. We're gonna we're going to kill. We're gonna right. have now, to stone you. We're gonna have that to stone you. That can be added to the alphabets. That's just not it's, right. No, you're not. That's not LGBT. Whatever the fuck is going on there. It's Lord separate from. We don't want to add no P's. We not. Wait, what you say? Lowercase letters. The lowercase letters. <laughs> no, Cody, dog, no. First of all, I get a you shouldn't be, you shouldn't be able to be a lowercase letter. Right. You don't even know. You never mind. Right. They have no, bad I'm, I'm totally with you. Um, to the uh, back to the the canceling thing. Um, one of those exceptions, of which I agree with the cancellation was honestly R. Kelly because a lot of his music is no sexually cap. based and knowing what his preference is, it makes it criminal. And it, it, he does not show any remorse. He does not show any, well, you know, this is just what I do. Right. And his team around him has made it so that it's accept or it's tolerable. And that should have never been something that um, should have continued. Um, when the first incident happened, I don't, I don't, I don't, under, I don't understand what makes it okay in a person's mind to be like, oh yeah, you know, she's just a little young. No, she's she, she's a, you know, she's not an adult. Right. She doesn't have the ability to give the consent that <laughs> she would as an adult. Um, fame takes a toll. Money takes a toll. Um, authority takes a toll. Um, that age difference. There's there's something there that always makes the uh, younger party acquiesce because they're older, they have more money you know, it's, it's like the bigger, stronger thing right. and that is a predatory mindset, yeah. plain and simple um, using your resources using things that you have in order to manipulate, coerce and force someone to be in a consensual um, uh, intercourse with you yeah. that's, that's criminal, it's just plain and simple criminal so I, I I really agree with the canceling of R. Kelly, not just because he doesn't show any remorse, but because 
um, from all his actions, he, it shows that this is what he prefers to do. Right. And still continues to go by it instead of realizing his right. wrongs. Right. And but in, in in the same token, I still think they should have called it early and be like, "Yo, this ain't right." But you know, as a sign of the times, and I, I really don't think that's a great excuse. Um, they they should have locked him up back then. But as CS was saying, you know, how far into the statute limit, you know, limitations are we looking to go? Because if that's the case, I mean, a lot of my family was beaten in slavery. You know what I'm saying? So right. Where's my money? Please, <laughs> I, I'd appreciate it. Forty acres of mule. But is the money gonna make everything go away? I mean, you know, give me some land, and you know, I might start the healing process. I always thought that <laughs> pay off student loans. Right. I, w- I always thought that instead of instead of actually giving me money, which I would not turn down. However, instead of actually giving me money, give me some property or like a or something in which I can create yeah, generational. Yeah. Give me some generational gen- generational an opportunity to grow generational wealth. Mm-hmm. I don't necessarily. You don't got to fucking give me. Again, would not say no to a nice you know hefty half a mil or some shit like that. But you know, I get it. Right. Give me something. Give me some ownership in this country. Give me some shit that I can be like, hi, like you know what I'm saying, like American. <laughs> give me a gas station. Fuck it. Right. Uh, no, but some something of that name, or like or like free college for the, the next twenty right. years, or some shit like that. It'll make it make sense. You know, they got these all these these um, loan forgiveness programs and things of that nature. Uh, <clears throat> I don't think that is honestly uh, most of the problem. Um, when you go to other countries and you go to school, you literally go for what you need for that position or for that that, that career. You don't take a lot of <coughs> excuse me, general ed courses mm-hmm. for stuff that has nothing to do with your your degree. Mm-hmm. Like if I'm going to be, let's say, I'm going to be in the very best that no one ever was. Catch the end. Be in the very best. That sounds. Non-consensual. That sounds very uh, Paul Mooney-ish. <laughs> yeah, sounds non-consensual. Um, so let's say I was going to be, I don't know. Um, the very uh, best that no one ever <laughs> That kind of worked. Now you see how this feels when you guys are doing it. I'm going to be a doctor. I don't mind. I ignore you. Uh, I'm a mature one. He's an accountant, yes. I was like, so be an accountant. <laughs> and uh, they're teaching you all types of uh, sports-related uh, classes. Like, why do I need to know this sports stuff yeah. if I'm a counter? I was um, really worried about why the fuck I still don't have a degree because of theater and <sighs> and biology. Yeah. Like, I went to school for com, which I completed the level 400, and I went for minors in writing. I completed those classes. But that's not, neither here nor there. I'm, Has nothing I'm, to do with anything. I mean, uh, <laughs> in cybersecurity. You really? Uh, and see, I'm a, I'm, I'm in, you know, uh, cybersecurity and firewalls and, and uh, bachelor science, but they gave me a whole bunch of like um, philosophy. No, dietary. Um, uh, what else did they give me? They gave me dietary. They gave me um, human nature um, type okay. of things. Uh, in short, America <laughs> is <laughs> the American college system is just totally just a bunch of bullshit. Education, um, yeah, it's, economy. It's, it's all about Texas. making money, putting you in debt, um, things. I yeah. hate. 
<laughs> some shit. Right. I um, just like. I know. I, I've heard the, the conspiracy theory about um, our social security numbers, right? That's no. attached to some type of like bank account thing. Like, yeah, yeah I heard yeah. that shit too. Their yeah. contracts. Yeah, 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 yeah. So yeah. That, that they're constantly gaining interest or whatever off of us, no matter what we do. So any loans we take out, any purchases we make, they get a certain amount of money. Uh, so I've heard many different uh, things about this conspiracy, but the school thing um, really kind of solidifies it for me. And it's like, okay, because they're all about giving you loans and, and you know, take whatever you need in the school. And then once you get out of school, all right, yo, um, how you going to pay for this? No, run that back. Yeah. Plus all the fucking intense interest that's on top yeah. of that. Like, uh. It's an interesting setup because you take – an 18 year old fresh out of high school and say alright even though we didn't teach you anything about financial literacy now you have to make decisions on taking out big ass loans right, with yep. interest rates and things you really for the learn today I, re- yeah. <laughs> I remember I actually remember being in college and sitting in there with my counselor and working through the FAFSA and all that shit and uh, we were talking about okay so you're gonna get this Pell Grant like it was a financial aid you're gonna get this loan Pell Grant or whatever and then we're gonna take, you know, you can apply for this loan here. And then all she started naming banks, and she was like, "Well, if you go with this loan to this bank," I had no idea. Right. Any of my shit would be attached to the banking system. Right. I'm like, "Well, I thought the, I thought the president was gonna give me some money, and I'm right. gonna go to school here." Like, she's like, "No, it's attached to a bank loan, and then this loan here will be attached to this to Wells Fargo." And I'm like, huh? "You can't drink legally, but you can put yourself a hundred grand in debt right away, right away, <laughs> right away." <laughs> can't get a loan for a house or a car but you can put yourself in tens to a hundred thousand in debt for the school i think they assume that ideally one would go to school to get a degree that would be beneficial to paying the the loans and stuff off you're not just going to school just to go to school Mm, right Right. Mm. Right. Mm. what that's the idea yeah that wonderful voice you're in the background that is mama record mama (laughs) record On everything. <laughs> <laughs> That's what she said. <laughs> well, you just made it terrible. I'm sorry. So, um, with this in, in, in mind, as far as like, kind of went full circle, um, going from criminal activity to um, slavery, basically. Um, right, yeah, pretty much. <laughs> economic slavery. Um, the things that Back like um, I never left. <laughs> that actually kind of always alert me to what's going on in uh, in this country and in the lives of celebrities is usually comedy, and I feel like comedy is really going through, um, for lack of a better word, a witch hunt, um, kind of like how they were doing to um, every other type of entertainment throughout the years. Um, with they gotta find. There's like no good comedians. Kevin Hart had his run, and they had to bring Dave Chappelle back. And now Eddie Murphy's making a stand-up. Yeah, skit. yeah. Um, Eddie, Eddie Murphy is, is, yeah, is, is very has a very phenomenal memory. By the way, um, I was watching the, uh, a clip with him and Jerry Seinfeld, and they were like just driving through the city. And he was just bringing up different stuff, and he was like, "Dude, your memory is crazy." And he was like, "You remember?" Uh, the time we did this show together, he was like, yeah, the Jade restaurant or something like that. He was like, how do you remember that? And he was like, I've always had a, a phenomenal uh, memory. And it, he always attributed to how he could remember uh, distinct personalities and voices and things of that nature. Like he imitated Mike Tyson, Tracy Morgan, 
uh, he even imitated the guy at the, the J restaurant who wanted to put the picture up on the wall. And, like, the, the comedic scene has always been, like, something that gives you a different perspective on the world. And they have to make it funny first. But it also rings with so much truth that they get the most flack for it. Yep. Um, Dave Chappelle is, is really getting, <laughs> or they're trying to right, really get to him that? about his last stand-up. Uh, because of a lot of the things he said in it, but that was a great. A lot of the stuff, well, all of the stuff rings with the truth. Like he's not even like posting a side against this side. He's just saying like, "Yo, this is what I think. This is my perspective." But to each person their own. Um, and I find it funny that it seems like there's a lot of comedians now that are like really being going after. Like uh, once they went after Louis C.K. for his antics. Um, they went after <laughs> a number of actors. Uh, they used to always be at Patrice O'Neill, but couldn't find anything to really hold him down. Um, uh, who's who's the other one? Uh, Dave Chappelle, uh, Chris Rock came after a divorce. Like they were really trying to um, to come after these comedians, and it, it was really like a, a form of terrorism for for a long time. Yep. Uh, sorry, just trying to queue up for yep, the next segment. <laughs> sorry, I'm trying to, get, trying to give you nothing. Uh. <laughs> oh, don't worry. There's always a way. Uh, <laughs> you've been real rapey today, T.S. Man. <laughs> Speaking <laughs> of! No! No! No, but um, what I really wanted to say is uh, it was just interesting to me um, the things that I've learned or become more aware of due to not the main medium, um, not through the news, not through like newspapers or being online, but through comedians. And it actually made me go and research and want to learn more. And um, it really sparked my interest in learning more about current affairs and, and things uh, of a conspiracy nature, but things that ring true um, and not just going along with my everyday. So I, th- I always find it interesting, um, the things that we get into that spark us to get into other things. Yeah, I guess I can feel it. Honestly, I've been more engrossed in uh, political news this week as opposed to other weeks. But it, A bunch of people blowing whistles or something? Yeah, <laughs> like 6 9 um, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, the... I don't know. I, I I don't know how to add on to that because I agree with wholeheartedly everything that you said. Well, uh, you start with one thing and then it makes you research and you continually do more research and you find out that you're. Uh, let's make it a little, a little more simple. Um, when I was younger, the thing that really got me into video games was a specific game. Um, it was Final Fantasy VII, and it was after I had played a whole bunch of other games. And it really sparked my interest into the whole video game uh, world, basically. Um, what was it for you, as far as your your main hobby? What was it for you? What was the bug that got you to <laughs> <laughs> devouring the forest? <laughs> no, what was it that you read across, uh, as far as the hobby that you would say is the, the one that you you really really like that really defines kind of who you are what was the 
the pinpoint moment that kind of got you on that track? Mm, if I would choose one hobby, like writing, I would say reading Shel Silverstein, um, Where the Sidewalk Ends. Hmm. That's good. And in the midst of reading Shel Silverstein, um, Eminem had dropped uh, My Name Is around that same time. So <laughs> writing and then hearing somebody rap the way Eminem was doing was something that I've never heard before. So that's what inspired me to really get into music and writing. Oh, uh, my turn. Um, <laughs> the red table. I guess, uh, I mean, to, to, to kind of go off, piggyback off what T.S. said, um, there is a music and beat making and just like the art of that. And it was uh, w- watching. Okay, so watching music videos from Buster Rhymes and um, Michael Jackson and listening to Tupac. I'm actually convinced that Tupac actually helped me to speak, like, the human language, or English, rather. <laughs> the human The American... No, like, he actually, I think, like, cause I was listening to pop, like, so much pop from, like, age five. I was born in, what, 89? So, 94, age five, my dad was already playing that shit, and by, he died in 96, so... Me Against the World was, uh, I believe, 94, 95. And uh, All Eyes on Me was 96, as, as well as Machiavelli. I, when I tell you, like, obviously I was talking before then. I could speak, speak. But something, ab- something, about, something about the way in which I, like, I don't know, like. His word choice? Yeah, it's something about, I feel like, honestly, because I can give you shit from Pac that I memorized before I had turned age 10. That's never left. Even if I don't listen to these songs, there's been times I haven't listened to these songs for six, seven years, and I come back and I'm like rattling this stuff off, and I feel like my ability to, to like be able to speak and communicate comes from my ability from like, come from listening to Pac and how he spoke, and like I would just like memorize his shit. Like it's something about my word choice and the way I put words together has to do with what I listen to from the Tupac thing, if that makes any sense. Yeah. Like, so. Yeah, my whole, I, the whole hobby of beat making and all that shit was, I knew I wanted to do something in that manner between watching music videos and watching how they would move based on the instrument instrumentation. So based on what the, happened in the sound and how Buster Rhymes might move to that, I was like, man, I want to like bang some drums out. And like, I always knew, like, as I knew as a kid, even when I was like, I don't know if I'm a rap, I knew as a kid I need to do something with music because... I always said I wanted to sample can function level in your mind. And I that was a song that I, my dad played growing up. So I was like, man, I hear the way Puff Daddy always takes old songs that my dad's been showing me. I want to do something with this song. And that's when I knew I wanted to like f- fuck around with beats and shit. But words and shit always comes, it comes from pop. That part comes from pop. So. Cody? Cody. A.K.A. Brody. A.K.A. Ghost. Um... I have a lot of too many interests, but we stick with music. Guitar. I. I think I first picked up a guitar when I was like ten. I 
think it was minus 10. Um, but so like, and then there was like a little bit of keyboards and then in middle school and high school I played trumpet. And so it was a lot of music stuff that way. And then, but it was like, so was, I liked music and I liked making music in that sense, but it wasn't like McCoy, when you were saying making beats, the thing that like, I liked even like rapping hip hop and songs and writing stuff too. But unfortunately it took a little too late in my life, but 2010 shock. Wave, shock value to whatever that Timberland album yeah. and I was that's when I was like going on YouTube a lot because I had a boring job and I was watching Timberland produce and make beats and it was just like like you can do that it was it's made like how do, and then it wasn't even like that's cool but it's like well how do you do that and then but it went like how how do you not even just not like that's not one beat like like that that's not one note. Like, how do you... So there's different plugins. What is... It? Okay, go on. It just... It's fascinating. It is. It is absolutely fascinating. Russ? Um, so... The thing for me was... Um, was actually comedy. Uh, Common? Comedy. Oh, comedy. So when I was, when I was really young, um, my family is a musical family. So we've always played, like, instruments, sang, um, even did, done concerts and things of that nature. So... Music was always like in my blood. Um, I didn't kind of come into my own musically until I would say maybe 16, 17, honestly. Um, and so I really had a negative uh, perspective of view of myself for a long time. Um, I had low self-esteem, low self-image. And so, um, plus I was, a, I was a nerd. So like, just complete trifecta. <laughs> yeah, it always, it always being a nerd, being a nerd on top of other shit, always helps the negativity. You like, mm-hmm. like, you like, you like, you think your shit's cool, but you're like, I'm not quite sure I'm cool because I'm still a nerd. Like, mm-hmm. I'm not, I'm not quite sure I'm cool because I still like nerdy shit. It's right. to put a cap on whatever you right. think. No matter how cool you yeah. think you are, I'm like, because I'm like, people tell me I'm cool. People can even tell us we're cool. Mm-hmm. People do. I'm listen. We're a friend group. I've seen us in, interact with people. We're cool. But as a kid, it's like on the back end, you're like, "Well, I'm still a nerd." So yeah. I probably think I'm just. I low key still okay. think I'm in the well, nerdy no. group. And, and see, like, uh, I've come to the point mind. where I accept my nerdism and, and and my geekism, and I know that it's what makes me unique. It makes me me. Yeah. Uh, so I actually like love the fact that I like certain things and that I'm interested in certain things, and that's classify me as nerd or geek. That's fine. When I was younger, um, it was hard for me to like really open up to people and make friends and things of that nature. Yeah. And so, um, people would always tell me, like, you know, because I love to help people. Because even though me being a nerd, I wanted everybody to do well, whatever. And so, I always wanted to to help somebody. And so, in the midst of helping them, in my nervousness and my self-deprecating self uh, uh, skills, um, I would always make them laugh. And so they're like, "Yo, you funny, you know what I'm saying? Like, you're funny, you're charming, da da da." And I'm like, "Nah, man, it's, I got this from somebody else, da da da." And it was like, "Well, why don't you actually like look into it?" And so then I got books on it and learned how to deliver punchlines and what is the construction of jokes and how to make real events and, and Wait things of that a nature. fucking minute. Yeah, I was going to be a stand-up comedian for a, a long time. And then, this is why he ribs so goddamn well. <laughs> this is the oh origin story of Russ. Origin story I of thought Russ. things just are funny, and you you found out there's a science to it. Yeah, right? yeah exactly. He actually actually looked the, the shit every, up. The derivative, skill, derivative of every skill can be learned if you break it down into simple enough terms for you to learn. Plain and simple. 
And that was actually out of a comedic book. It wasn't something I read anywhere else. I read it in a comedy book that any skill can be learned if you break it down into simple enough terms that you can understand. And so from that point, it was just like, I just loved just the, the feeling of being with people and, and laughing with them and not having to be the center of attention. But it also brought to me a sense of confidence. So comedy was my thing to get myself out of myself. <laughs> and go ahead, T.S. With the depression of the dead. <laughs> Fuck the story yeah. of the week! You know what else helps people build confidence? I'm so good at this game! <laughs> I'm so good at this game! I hate that I'm good at this game. <laughs> you actually sent this story to me. Oh, it's that one? Yeah, well, I got a couple of them, actually. Cody sent me a story. So the, the transition was... Um, Things that make people feel more confident. And usually with guys, it's their penis size. And this guy decided <laughs> to <laughs> fill his penis with Vaseline in order to make it larger. The downside of putting I think it's a substance central that some muscle builders <laughs> do that in their muscles. Oh, oh god. Yeah, the, the downside of introducing a substance that shouldn't be in your body into your body is that it could actually cause um, Infections and rotting, which is exactly what happened to this guy. His dick fell off. Hey, th- yeah, <laughs> damn near. No, it did. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They actually had to amputate it because the infection Whoa! was the infection was um, getting too big. <laughs> that was the only. That's all I had in me, bro. That's all I. Had, that's all I had in me, bro. That's all I had in me. <laughs> Oh my god, that's that. What? Yeah. I'll post that to the Facebook group so that way everybody can read about why you shouldn't put Vaseline in your penis to no, make it larger. Let's not do that. But there's pictures. No. No, I'm just kidding. There are no pictures. I wish there were. That'd be no. better. Why do you wish there were pictures of this? Why do you want to see? Why do you want to see his amputated dick? Bro? Look at a Ken doll. His amputated Vaseline dick. Why is it a thing you want to? Look at a Ken doll. Yeah, 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 yeah. Was he from America? Yeah. Fuck. No, 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 no. Uh, no, he was from Florida. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Hold on, let me. I took the that. derivative. Time to my pie. Where was this guy from? <laughs> You're gay. You're gay. I, you might be right, dude. He's from Florida. He's from the, from the South Pacific Islands. Of Florida. Of <laughs> <laughs> Florida. <laughs> well, if you really want to hear about some stuff that happened in the U.S., there's a St. Louis man, 37-year-old guy, who Saint discovered... Louis, Florida. <laughs> this guy discovered a dead baby in a box in his late mother's freezer. <laughs> He says, um, since since then, he found he also has a living sister um, after finding this dead baby in his mom's, dead mom's freezer. According to the story, um, that baby could have been there for about 47 some odd years. And for the whole time, this kid growing up would ask his mom what was in the box. And she would either say it was an old cake or... <laughs> It was 
something else, but or she would just not answer. But she never would allow him to open this box. I guess she eventually hey, passed. Did acknowledge your question? <laughs> <laughs> she eventually passed, and he was able to go through her freezer and found out there was a dead baby in it, who is most likely his sister. Why did she keep it in the freezer of a like? Well, yeah, but like, why would you keep it? <laughs> I, I I don't know. Oh my god, dog. Oh my god. Yeah. So you got anything else you want to give us, TS? I mean, there's a couple actually. Hey, he gave us <laughs> that was Magic Johnson, not me. But yeah, uh, the, those were the two stories that came across. Good job, Cody, for sending me the. <coughs> <laughs> I just read the headline, you guys. I don't read articles. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> And that is episode 41. Oh, wait. wait no, you owe us a wait. fun fact. Oh, yeah, of course. I forgot. Um, in honor fact, of the fifty state, uh, the, the top 50 list uh, or whatever, according to this fun fact list, retired basketball sensation Michael Jordan makes more money from Nike each year than all the Nike factory workers in Malaysia combined. Oh, yeah. Uh, that is not for him. Right. That is actually another fucked up story of the week. I want my fun facts. <laughs> God damn it! The average lifespan of a major league baseball is seven pitches. Oh, yeah. Really? Yeah. yeah. Okay. There we go. That's there we go. That's the rebounds. Yes. We got okay. there. All right. I feel sad for those baseballs though. Uh, <laughs> right. I think I'm finally figuring out what you guys mean when you want a fun fact. Yes. Right. Keyword fun. <laughs> Fuck the fact. Just give me. Some. <laughs> All right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, that's not who you ask. Ed <sighs> Right. Maybe she was related to Jeffrey Dahmer. I don't know. Uh, okay. That's enough. And that's been episode 41. <laughs> She's related to the... I'm not politically correct. She's related to the bag of carrots now. <laughs> <laughs> Different yeah, kind I of baby she... food. <laughs> it's the homie TS, a.k.a. C-Nova. <laughs> <laughs> you can find me on Twitter at Cnova, <laughs> KPZ, McCoy. It's the middle of Gerber. Uh, it's your boy, McCoy. That's my sister. <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit, dude. It is your boy, Ru McCoy. Okay, Mr. What to Do, AKA Young Splash Guy. I'm on, also, I'm on Twitter. I'll be tweeting shit. Remember McCoy KPG. <laughs> Cody! Brody. Ghost. Emily. Charles. <laughs> <laughs> Everything. Brother Brady, <laughs> Xavier. Uh. <laughs> Alright. Uh, Russ. Teddy Russ. The bus. Not Russ Moore. Right. No. That's enough. <laughs> Birdman. Birdie B. <laughs> Bart Simpson. I don't know. I just feel like it did work. Yeah, I'm not uh, good. <laughs> oh, uh, shout out to Camille for Coming. giving us the correct Plus. date for going to the the podcast event tonight. Yeah. Had she not have said anything on Facebook, we would have been looking stupid in a bar by ourselves on a Friday night. We probably would still would have had fun though. Right, I definitely would have had fun, and we wouldn't. Even, it's Friday. We wouldn't have been by ourselves. We'd just be totally. We've been drunk telling me we're supposed to win. I got them. <laughs> we're probably gonna lose. Um, <laughs> you have the wrong bar. Right, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> um, uh, Facebook group, please, please join us. Not completely correct podcast. Um, like the Facebook page at NPC Podcast. 
Find us on Twitter at NotPCPodcast. We are on SoundCloud. We are on the podcast app. We are on iTunes. We are on Spreaker. We are Spreaker. on Spreaker. Sorry. We are on uh, Google Play. And we are on Spotify. Not Politically Correct Podcast. Gang.